Blog Talk Radio. George East Coast cast. It is Wednesday, January 8th, 2020. Uh, I'm your host. I'm Travis Bryant. And joining me um, as soon as he can will be Cameron Hawkins. Um, We'll talk to Cam in a little bit. Fingers crossed. I I, I have no reason to think that Cam won't be here, but... um, it has not come up <laughs> in conversation. <laughs> okay, uh, again, it's the it's the East Coast cast. It's Wednesday. It's uh, it's time to talk some wrestling. It's time for me in a in a in a real way, a real sense of things to get filled in uh, on some stuff. So this is going to be the the tell trap what's, what's happening in pro wrestling hour. Um, yeah. So in the meantime, before uh, we get to uh, main topics and our co-host extraordinaire. Let's go ahead and give out all the pertinent contact information. Uh, if you want to reach out and talk to us, there are two ways to have your voice heard on this here show. First way, traditional way, get in line right now, live uh, while we're on air, and we will talk to you. Uh, hit us up on the Constellation line. Give us a call at 347-202-0103. Once again, the Constellation lines can be reached at 347 347- 202-0103. Uh, if you can't call us live, but you want to have your voice heard, you can drop us a voicemail. The voicemail line can be reached at 415-787-5229. Uh, you got three unadulterated minutes on the voicemail line. You got questions, comments, or you got a rant in you. Uh, this is the place to do it if you can't call us live. Once again, the voicemail line is 415 415- Seven eight seven five two two nine. Uh, you can always drop us an email. The mailbag is always open and constantly being refreshed. Uh, hit us up on the email tip at East Coast Audio Show at Gmail dot com. East Coast Audio Show at Gmail dot com. Uh, put somewhere in the uh, subject or body of the. Uh, <clears throat> Of the email that you're a VIP or non-VIP, so I know which segment of the show to read it in. Uh, right now, we have a non-VIP waiting for us, so we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, once again, East Coast Audio Show at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. Uh, find the show at East Coast Cast, twitter.com slash East Coast Cast. You can find my personal Twitter at Trablord, and you can find Cam at Seahawk. That's C-E-E Hawk. And the last bastion of Get Adage, find us on Facebook. The Facebook fan page can be found at facebook.com slash PWTorch East Coast Cast. 
Uh, check us out over there. Drop us a line there. Interact with our Linos and Linyas alike over there. Uh, again, Facebook.com slash PWTorch East Coast Cast, or just search East Coast Cast or PWTorch, and you'll see our page among the family of Torch fan pages. Uh, yeah, so go give us a like, share us on your timeline, tag your wrestling buddies in it, spread the word that way. Y'all know how it works. Uh, right, so in the meantime, let's go ahead and talk to Cameron Hawkins. Welcome back to the East Coast cast. Uh, Happy New Year. Uh, how was your holidays? Feliz Navidad. Uh, all that. Well, I just want to first say I want to thank um, all our listeners, both on the pre-show and the VIP show for understanding that we couldn't do a show for three weeks um, because I wasn't available. So I just want to say I appreciate everybody understanding that they would have to be a couple of weeks off. They'd have to find their content elsewhere. And now, you know, we're back recording and doing a live show on the VIP. So guys, thank you for being patient. I don't know what you did, you know, every Wednesday evening without us, but glad to be back is what I want to say first. Well, to that, uh, there was a Christmas show. There was a lively, <laughs> very long, old school Christmas show. Uh, Dre showed up and applied uh, his expertise. And there was also a New Year's Day show last week. It was like 20 minutes, and I just said hi and talked to Darrell for like five minutes. But um, yeah, no, I I showed up. That's all I'm saying. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, no. That, that, that was it. So, yeah, no. They, they no, I'm had, kidding. Uh, it, was, um, it was great, like, being yeah. able to, like, jump on for a sec and hear in Dre's voice. Like, that was fantastic. Um, you know, still, like, that relationship is what got me into this whole thing, so it's great to hear it. So, no, that was, that was fantastic. Um, yeah, he showing up on, on Christmas Day like that on somewhat short notice and you know, putting in <laughs> a couple hours uh, was, uh, you know, that, what else can you ask for from the guys? So, that, that's yeah. the, the ultimate Christmas gift, absolutely. But no, um, <laughs> holidays, were, holidays were great. Um, you know, I just got back to work on Thursday, and then I still took Monday off because I still needed some time to, to gather myself. Um, but, yeah, so good to be back. A lot to talk about, and I'm surprised, like, how much wrestling news there is on, you know, the technically second show of January. Like, usually we're strictly at this point, oh, Royal Rumble talks, and, and that's not the case. There's, there's stuff. So, yeah. Okay, well, well, well let's get into it uh, because, again, uh, I and, – and there has been no NXT or, you know, there was not an uh, – it was like a, a best-of best show last year, week. A war show. And – the week before that, oh, wait, was that the award show? And then the week before the Christmas Day was, like, the best of? So there hasn't been uh, – right, because the last thing was the 18th the, – the Christmas – or, I'm sorry, the December 18th show. That was the big show, and Rhea won. Uh, so, yeah, so I haven't watched any pro wrestling. I turned on the network now, and they're showing best of 2019 matches uh, that Paige is hosting – on the network, and this is probably the first wrestling I've watched in three weeks. Um, so I'm completely out of the loop 
for TV and all the news that you're talking about. The only news I have really heard about was Rory Gulak and like as far as news, not like a uh, storyline, you know, TV wrestling stuff. But yeah. Uh, so wherever you want to start, uh, was, I, think, I think that's the place. I think that's the, the place. Okay. Because so something I learned. I found really interesting, and a, a lot of it I attribute to us getting bigger, us having a larger platform, us having different interactions. Um, wrestlers, I can like I haven't done the show in a while. I can say fuck right. Wrestlers, <laughs> regular women, and I didn't know. Like I knew there Wait, was huh? like the. I knew there was like the ring rat thing. Like I know that's a thing that exists in every right. walk of life. That's like groovy. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's just a groovy. But like not like, like you know, front row the wrestling show following you around town. They interact with and talk to and flirt with and fuck regular women. Like whereas like, like regular people. athletes, you'll see them on you know on IG with this IG model with so many likes and this that. And oh, those. you mean you know regular I mean? as in uh as I mean, in regular. regular. Okay, I, mean, the, the I, I, I got women, you now. Yeah, the same women we have interactions with and access to are sure. fucking these wrestlers. Right. Is, you know, but it's not me passing the wrestling. It's a thing. People have sex. So, you know, this Roy Gulak stuff comes out. And for people who don't know, anybody who listens to this show doesn't know. But Roy Gulak, Drew Gulak's little brother, um, wrestler, um, he was affiliated up until right now with uh, with Chikara Pro. Um, you know, basically, somebody in December, uh, mid-December, kind of alluded to a wrestler having ties with pedophilia and bestiality. Didn't say a name, right? Over the last week or two, you start to see tweet threads and leaked DMs directly from Rory Goulet. And to be clear, as far as we know, nothing that is an actual crime has been committed or proven. I, th- I think we should say. I that. think we should say. I, I think proven, but it certainly has been alleged. Sure, 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 and that's what I'm getting to. So, okay. what, what we can also read and we can also see. And so, what's interesting about it is, people who commit crimes tend to have a pattern of how they move, how they interact, and how they talk to people. And so you see these women with DM threads that damn near match from this same guy that starts off flirty and becomes, can I see a picture of you, and becomes, can I talk to you late, which shifts into what kind of sex stuff do you like, which is into role-playing. And his role-playing in particular somehow goes from, hey, hey, everyone want to have kids? Hey, if we had a kid, um, would you let me finish inside of you while the kid watches? What? Huh? Yeah. And, and to their credit, and I don't—I'm sure we have not seen every single conversation he's he's had with a woman. These women have very clearly either steered away from that, or the conversation never and became it, the conversation about that again. I think right. we should say that. I, I think the biggest thing we should say is like. And Travis, I don't know who you follow and who you talk to, but some of these are women that, like, I talk to, just 
Yeah, I don't talk to anybody, so you can just you know? assume. Okay. So, yeah, so these are people, like, whose opinions I tend to trust. Um, and even if I didn't, like, objectively, reading what I'm seeing, uh, it, it just tends to make sense. So, you know, one conversation got to the point where, have you ever watched porn with animals? And the woman very specifically was like, I'm not going to watch any type of porn where the other party can't consent. Which I was like, oh shit, how smart are you, right? That, that, that makes sense. I never thought about it in that way. I just thought it was gross. But yeah, it makes perfect sense. So, <laughs> so like, I don't even need that extra level of, 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 of whatever you want to call it. Next, you know, yeah. And aside from, <laughs> you know, aside from Twitter being Ew. the toxic cesspool that it is, where yeah. a, a woman can post direct. DMs showing that one party is doing something terrible. So much of this stuff devolved into you just want to hurt him, you just want clout. Um, why did you continue to talk to him if, you know, just people being yeah. shitty? Um, yeah. But ultimately, outside of like people's mental health actually being attacked, um, Chikara immediately cut ties with the guy. And, and they didn't say, like, we're looking into this. They said, we have severed ties with Roy Gulak. Um, and so, yeah, it was a very swift move, and really what it highlighted for me was it wasn't just him, because his name wasn't the only one popping up, you know, in this stuff. Um, they were like, this is who he rides with, this is who associates with him. And just watching the the needle move like it did on a situation like this as fast as it did, it's fascinating what social media can actually accomplish when it seems like it's in the right, you know? For sure. It's when, when not only, yeah, when it seems in the right and, uh, and the evidence is overwhelming, it's, uh, it's easy to, it's easy to be like, yeah, we did it y'all or, you know, and feel like, uh, like legitimately, uh, I don't want to say like just or you know well, like, like if nothing right else, thing. one less person is going to be harassed. If nothing right. else, you would at least feel like that, you know. And that's and, and the ball's yeah, rolling to, for for even you know as far as like he might be. What we don't know in six months where his life has is professionally, legally, judicially, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but this could be the start of. You know, getting some getting a predator off the street. Yeah, and really, what people were saying, um, you know, other organizations were just like, "Hey," and not not in these words, but damn, like we've been waiting on a thing like this to happen, so that like we want this behavior normalized as far as acknowledging these things are wrong and and swiftly getting somebody out of there because this is the thing that we wanted to do. We just weren't super comfortable doing it. it. It's really interesting that, you know, I, I I can't put names to it, Trav, but I can I have 10, 15 faces in my head right now of ex-Twitter person associated with this wrestling company or ex-fan from this region who have been saying, like, we want to clean up wrestling. We don't want the homophobia. We don't want the pedophilia. We don't want... Uh, sexual harassment, we don't want the bigotry, we don't want the racism and you know this could be the thing that that starts to make you know, no medium is going to be perfect no art is going
going to be, you know, without its positive detractors, if that makes sense. But like, yeah, right. it's come back. Be, it's, yeah, you know, something they get through. through. Exactly. They're talented but, too. You know. Yeah, it, it just seems to be a thing that people have been pushing for, and you know, if it's a step in the right direction to make you know the the talent and the audience safer, then then you know, and it's a good thing. What uh, what are the other? What's another kind of uh, big big happening in the last week or two? That's so the maybe other thing up that is not directly tied to a wrestling storyline. Um, it just happened last night. Um, CM Punk and The Miz. Oh so, yeah. So The Miz was the guest on WWE backstage, which is already a more important show at least for what we do, that I ever thought it would be, you know. Um, it seemed damn near like tokenism as far as them having a slot on Fox Sports. Um, you know, the time slot sucks. Um, you know, I really like the personalities on it, but it seemed like just something that was given to, to WWE to, to say that we trust, you know. Um but What's the time slot? What's the day in yeah. the It's like 11 p.m. or something on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I mean, all their, like, ancillary shows, confidential and all, and the, even, like, I don't know, maybe not Velocity and Heat, because they were wrestling shows first, but all their but not wrestling shows first, yeah. they, were, they, they, were, they, they had on, like, yeah, yeah. Spike TV at 11 o'clock Eastern. Yeah, so this isn't... Yeah, for uh, WWE, I just meant like, you know, it's no show wants to be on at that time, I don't think. But, um, so, you know, CM Punk um, coming back as, you know, a guest spot analyst was met with a lot of, you know, positive reactions. People want to know what he said. When he started saying things that seemed this was like two months they were ago from him and not when the he company, initially. Like, yeah. Like, how many times has he been on since that first one? Three? Like, three? Three total? Okay. Yeah. So, uh, he's not on last night, but The Miz is on. And kind of an yeah. off comment was about, what did, what did he say, like changing the culture or something like that? And it was understood that it was a joke. It was a little shot at CM Punk. And CM Punk tweets and responds. I don't know if I have the exact quote still, but basically, <laughs> like, do you have that anywhere? Uh, I mean, it's in the group chat, like, from this morning or last night I'm or whenever. I'm pull up. My man, Sean Rossap, <laughs> pulled up exactly what he said. Um, but let's see. Do you have a yeah, you go, scorched earth on the Miz? Mm. Um, what he said was, oh, so, uh, so Miz says. Uh, go suck a blood money covered dick in Saudi Arabia, you fucking dork. blood covered dick in Saudi Arabia, you fucking dork. Um, so here's my understanding of the whole thing, okay? Where people focus on CM Punk's podcast with Cole Cabana, you know, the crux of it was about how his injury was mishandled and how, you know, everybody was instructed to protect Roman Reigns. Like, that's the, the meat of the conversation, you know, but there's also things in there about. How it was a joke with Miz main evented WrestleMania as opposed to Punk. Now, you know, one conversation that I had was, well, he shouldn't have been mad at Miz. He shouldn't have been mad at Vince. He was clearly mad at Vince. 
he's voiced his concerns with Vince's direction. Like that, that's very evident. That's, that's absolutely there, but I think it's unrealistic to think he wouldn't have animosity towards Miz. Um, you know, Miz is... I align CM Punk a lot more with Daniel Bryan than I would Miz. Um, sure. You know, toiling on the indies and being told you're not X, Y, and Z, overcoming that, um, having a rabid fan base, even when you're not part of the program, you know, your name rings bells, people are always mm-hmm. doing what you're doing, like, I think mm-hmm. their trajectory is similar. And, you know, they used to make Miz get dressed in the hallway. People thought he was going to flame out. I remember Booker T. He was like, oh, you thought I'd be gone in three months. And Booker T was like, yeah, I did. You know, like that's... Right, but that's not like things. some kind of like, like even looking back with 2020 hindsight, nobody's like, no, nobody should be like, oh man, why didn't we see that in this reality show star kid with the average to decent looks and you know average to decent body when he's trying really hard? Like, wh- wh- like even looking back, to, you know, fifteen twenty years later, it's like nobody should have been like he's a he's a can't miss. So maybe they shouldn't have been disrespectful and treat him like shit and, yeah. and and been a dick to him. But as far as, like, you won't be around in this amount of time or you won't make it, it's like, well, uh, okay, that's not, that's not, uh, com- they're not, com- uh, they're not unjust in thinking that from history. Yeah, yeah, they're not, they're not misusing. They just didn't have to be dicks about it. To make all. a generalization. Like, they're going off of things that they know or things that they fairly should expect, you know? And so... Like anger is not. And people were just resentful of how he came in, and and, 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 and you know that's bullshit in a lot of ways. Like you, you get in the way you get in. I mean, you didn't have to work hard, but you didn't have to try out the team like we did. Yeah, but it's that thing like, but I didn't. But your boss, like, it's that thing of be mad at Vince. He fucking created a contest, and I won it, or came in second, or whatever it was. Well, no, no, no. Well, what you're, but again, you're, you're suggesting that that anger and animosity is irrational. Go in the right direction. It's, yeah, no, no, no. It's by nature irrational. Sure. And that's sure. what I was saying. Like, Punk was, was and is mad at Vince. He's expressed his problems with Vince. But it can also be fuck Miz. Like, both of those things can be true. Mm-hmm. So I understand. Um, I understand CM Punk's attitude towards Miz. And I even, like, tweeted it out earlier. I was like, yo, we all have that one person who, like, everybody can be busting off. Matter of fact, me and, uh, me and Stash, me and Josh used to go through this in the group chat. Like, um, people would have jokes, and then, like, he would say a joke about, God, you can't, you can't make that joke. Like, right. you personally can't say that. And we all have different people who would say different things who can't say everything about us. Like, you know, me and Larry Dallas. Like, Larry Dallas can't joke with me like other people can. Like, it's just like that, so... I just think Miz is that guy for CM Punk. Um, and, you know, of course he's deleted the tweet. Of course. I don't know if that's going to affect his money right away, but it probably can. Like, you can't say that. <laughs> he said, like, three things you can't say. One, you can't really just invite people to your dick um, on an account that your boss Well, owns. hey, dick. To be fair to Punk, not his. Nah, my, he's like, his dick ain't covered in blood. Suck a blood. That's semantics. Yeah. But okay. But you also can't say covered in Saudi blood money. Um, I mean, which yeah, visually, yeah. being covered in cash 
is different than being like a blood covered dick because that's gross. But you know, some money on a dick. I okay, but whatever. No, I mean it was just. It, I thought I. I'm, I I thought it was a fucking per- well outside of whatever you think about the Miz or maybe that reaction was too much. I thought because of the I thought the Saudi <laughs> money covered dick was such a perfect visual summation of fuck off. You got no leg to stand on, and when it comes to real life shit, fuck off. Um, so I, I, yeah, and, and I understand him having to delete it because whatever, but yeah, you know, pumpkin, pumpkins, you know, I can say it, fuck you. And if, if it does, if my money is affected, then I'll, de- he's like, I'll deal with the the fallout if, if there's any. And that was my joke. I was like, damn, he must've paid off the condo. Like, I got what I needed from this. So, yeah, that, that's, it's really interesting. Um, and, and I think the most interesting thing about it is, like, this is the point in time where, you know, Miz, he's never going to have more respect from, I, I'll never say that name that they say for their fans, but, but the, the wrestling public has more of an appreciation for him today than they ever had um, as far as oh, yeah. work, as far as longevity. And so I don't think this is going to shift any of that, um, but the timing is interesting in that he's probably in his best position both professionally and with the public. And then it's like, damn, he's coming at that man's neck like that. Um, but I, I think we're long past people needing to choose sides between CM Punk and whoever his target is. Yeah, it's it, it would have been nice if the target was somebody if the target was uh, Randy Orton. You know, I could easily get behind. Uh, you know <laughs> that sentiment. Uh, it kind of sucks that it was Miz because it's like, well, I don't hate Miz, but that line was just what it needed to be. Uh, uh, for me, so uh, it just sucks. Miz was the target, and maybe it was, you know, you, did you damn, did you have to like pull out the the, 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 the city house and just do 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 when uh, no response or uh, yeah would have sufficed. I think if you don't say anything about that, it just dies away and nobody thinks anything of it. But you know, sometimes you got a line and it's like. Uh, I can't, maybe this opportunity to get this line off won't present itself in a in a in an orga, in a more organic way. So, so sorry, Miz, as you like hit the <laughs> you know you know and, and Miz will survive. Miz got scoop will. I think people understand uh, that it's uh, that yes, it's about Miz and Punk and they have a thing, but ultimately it's. I hope, because again, that's how I take it. Like ultimately, ultimately, it's, it's you know the larger, the larger point. So, all right, before we, uh, yeah, go ahead. So let's talk wrestling. Wrestling. Yeah. Dad, do you have a favorite uh, world and secondary unification uh, title match or, or title winner? Is there one that jumps out to you as the most significant or impressive or fun for you? 
Wait. What? Like a match for whatever company's world title and their secondary title, like oh. WWF and the IC or WWF yeah, yeah, yeah. in the US or, um, um, you know. Uh, none jumps out. I mean, well, historically, you know, Hogan Warrior, but uh, I, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't, not particularly. Where does that come from? Like, what's uh, what's yeah, that about? So, you know, uh, you had Wrestle Kingdom 14 over the weekend, I believe. Okay. Um, sure you did. Naito unifying the uh, the IWGP in the uh, Intercontinental titles um, over Okada. And, you know, they put on a two-night event. Uh, people were staying up till all hours to watch it. Some of the mm-hmm. stuff that I've seen, really good, hard-hitting, fast. Uh, Todd Martin was over there again in Japan watching live. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, not, knocked it out the park. People people are happy with Naito being in the position. And everybody's giving Okada his flowers. Somehow, Abushi is still alive after doing Abushi things. Uh, you know, just uh, you know, really good stuff. I, I think, you know, personally, my two favorites are Rollins, you know, uh, winning the uh, man, John Stewart. He didn't ruin that match, but man, it's like, it could have just been clean, man. Um, yeah. But Rollins beating John Cena to become uh, double champion. Uh, yeah, that was great. Because we just there was no way Cena was going to win or was going to lose. And, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and we didn't see the John. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was stupid, with the, but, it, but it gave Cena an out that we didn't think was possible. Like, Josh Stewart's a good guy. He's with Cena. Like, of course he's going to, you know, Cena's not going to lose to no damn Seth Rollins and him be the double. So, uh, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of good and bad with that. But the match and everything that was fantastic. John Stewart. Yeah. Not um, so, yeah, my personal favorite would be, uh, you know, Booker T beating Scott Steiner uh, on the final Nitro to become WCW and U.S. champion. Great moment for me personally. Um, you know, I, I didn't give a fuck about Hogan Warrior. If for no other reason than I was a child, child at that point. Like, I didn't care. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's some good stuff out there. Um, you know, of course, you know, Jericho's big, big heel run, uh, beating Austin and Rock in the same night to become Undisputed Champ. A little mm-hmm. different, um, but, but, but good stuff. Um, so, yeah, there, there's a lot of good ones. Um, but I think that has to be the lead reference story. Kind of a sidebar. Um, you know, even though in the last couple of months, especially, he hasn't been my favorite person. I think we got to shoot our man Chris Jericho a little bail. Um, you know, Chris Jericho is 49 years old. Somebody put like a picture of him from 2016 versus him now, and they're like, "What happened?" I'm like, "Being old happened." Like Jericho. Why would you fix your fix your fingers to even ask that question? Like time, fuck face. Yeah, like a world apart. Like, you know, I, I talk about this all the time, and I'm, I'm certainly not saying I'm the type of athlete Chris Jericho is. I want to preface it by saying that, but, you know, there was at one point a few years back where I could wake up at 530 every morning and get up and go work out. I can't do that anymore. 
Like, my body just won't let me anymore. Like, things are sore that have never been sore before, just from the way I laid down. Like, it's just time. So, the fact that Jericho was in as good a shape as he was at 46, you know, AEW is a different animal um, in that I don't think they're pressured to look the way that they are in WWE. I think that part of his build plays into his character. Um, you know, he has 15 jobs, you know, like, and things are just looser for him um, as far as restrictions, I'm sure. So, you know, all these things happen, then fuck it if they don't. Like, who cares what he's built like? Like, he's a 50-year-old wrestler. He looks better than most 50-year-olds walking the planet and can probably run rings around. You know what I mean? Like, I don't... I think it was it was unfair to do that to that guy um, who's worked so hard for so long. Like, you know, we talk about Rey Mysterio having this claim of being the greatest American wrestler ever. Um, and to me, he has a very strong claim of being that, at least in the modern area. Like, I can't tell you about Bruno. I can't tell you about people with the last name Gotchin or that shit. I can't do that. But if you... Start at 1995 and go to today, and you tell me 10 Americans, tell me five Americans in that time that have had Jericho's run as far, or not Jericho, that have had Rey Mysterio's run as far as match quality, as far as consistency, as far as merchandise, as far as, uh, you know, pay-per-view appearances, storylines, like, I don't think you can put five guys in there. You know, you can say, well, Stone Cold and Rock all the way up here. Absolutely they are. But they're up here for five years, you know. And do those five years count more than most people's careers? Sure. But you're not going to tell me that my favorite, Kurt Angle, had a better career than Rey Mysterio. Because when you start talking about event for event, match for match, money for money, most people ain't touching Rey Mysterio. But I do think Chris Jericho is in that same boat in looking at him from 1996 until 2019, and there's just so many things you can point to. So working that hard for so long, you know, if your waistline slips, I can somebody be mad at you. Yeah, it's, it's you have one or the other. You either look like Triple H at 49 because of the things you have to do to look like Triple H at 49. Or you can, but you have to, but when you can wrestle the one time a year, you can still wrestle. It, it's in a very uh, stilted, uh, you know, it's a, you have to just be careful, right? Like you can either look yeah. like that or you can wrestle like Jericho can, can still you know, keep up, quote unquote, with guys half his age. That thing. Uh, it's so few people, if any, are going to have both. Uh, so few people are going to have one or the other. But you just, I mean, come on now. It's a, it's ridiculous that Triple H looks like he does. But it's because one, he can because he's not wrestling every night. He's mm-hmm. literally just his job is to now take care of his body. Uh, and, and two, he's yeah, chemical. And there are yeah, and two reasons. You know what I mean? And two reasons. Like, you know, 
Kurt Angle, who had, you know, was billed at 220. Let's just say Kurt Angle was walking around at 235. Um, and I think that 220 was to say, was to him, for him to have his gimmick Olympic weight. You know what I mean? But Kurt Angle was walking around looking, you know, damn near big as Triple H in the Rock and Austin, you know, at whatever his smaller weight was. And the fact that he, we know the reasons that Kurt Angle held on to his body for so long, but then it was gone. You know, and, and he's still in great shape. I, I don't want to say he was not, but, you know, why do just change? Like, you can't be but the he said it was a big deal in 2014. Like, oh, look how small he looks. Like, what? Batiste, look how small he what kind of mm-hmm. What kind of shit is that? They say about Batista. He got gigantic. Oh, because he's not yeah, Batista, as massive as he was in 2005 or something. And mm-hmm. It's, uh... And I hadn't, I didn't, it was other people that had kind of say that, kept saying that about Batista. I was like, I didn't even know until people mm-hmm. started saying stuff. But, uh, you know, Randy Orton and The Rock were the only stuff. two guys who I could say, like, have quote unquote better bodies than they did 10 years ago. Um, and I think it's just because Randy was kind of, even though he's big shit, he was kind of slender. And The Rock changed his body both, like, cosmetically and he changed his physique because he was in movies. Like, and, and like you said, just like Triple H, his job wasn't to wrestle anymore, so he had the time allotted and the resources allotted. And the money, right. <laughs> yeah. Don't forget, like, what it takes to, yeah. to, to eat the way you should, you have to train the way you do. Exactly. So, so yeah, we got to shoot that man too bad. Um, <clears throat> So, you know, WWE, um, to, to me, the biggest thing, of course, we have the Rumble coming up. Um, yeah. You know, the Usos came back, um, which to me is the answer to why the Mustafa Ali and the Chad Gable and whoever else weren't coming to Roman Reigns through these last few weeks because that was the story to tell. Um, Who's been attacking Roman Reigns? Still Ziggler and fucking whatever, uh, somebody else? Yeah, so Ziggler, Corbin, uh, Bobby Roode, is, his suspension will be up by Friday. 30 days suspension goes so fast. Um, yeah. So he'll be back to, to fill in that portion of it. Um, but yeah, so he'll be so back. And, and to me, like they finally did the thing that, not that they needed to do, but I think the thing that's going to solidify the people that this isn't the team that was coming out in face paint and tribal attire or, you know, they cut the damn hair. They gave them the, the 2018 haircuts that they needed um, to change up that look to finally oh, shit. I gotta see this. Yeah. <laughs> they, got the, they got the Cam Vegas 2017 haircut. I was like, okay, see the vision. I see the, the get her number but never ever text her vision. I love it. It's fantastic. But yeah, they they make like a nice completed modern look now, which I think is really good. Um so yeah, so, so I and they keep saying bloodline. I'm like, please don't call them the bloodline. Like I so That's what they're gonna that's what they're gonna call them. Oh that's what they, they've been people have been saying for like years now. Yeah. Do the blood, like fans yeah, have. have just dubbed it that. I mean, just kind of instinctively. Yeah. I I guess whatever. There's 
15 people from that bloodline running around. Um, <laughs> and that's a way to maybe have a, this thing go, you know, go on. Maybe yeah. uh, somebody shows up, file it. Who's, I don't fucking know who's. Uh, yeah, they got, they got cousins and all that. They all eat. Uh, uh, homie in the uh, MLW, is he one of them? Yeah, he got to be. He a fat too. Yep. Yeah. I don't think they're. Yeah, take a fat too. Yeah. So I think that. um. Yeah, Roman, it's a way for him to interact with people in a different way than he interacted with S.H.I.E.L.D. Because, you know, for Seth, I think it's doing wonders for him right now. Um, you know, getting more in a persona and attitude that he's comfortable with. And he's really good at it. Let him play that. Um, and, and then you have Roman talk to people like people. You know, mm-hmm. like those are his cousins. Like they're going to talk to each other like they know each other. And, again, they've done such a good job with this Roman Reigns reclamation project. Um, I think this benefits him. I think it benefits the Usos. Uh, yeah, I, I, my only thing is I don't like the Usos on, on the same show as the New Day. I don't like it. Like, they'll probably keep them apart for as long as they can, but it's such a crutch to lean on that you know is going to work that I'm like, ah, I don't like that. But, but you know, um, it's more about the main event. Now, my, my other big thing would be Sam, uh, wait, can I, can I jump in? Yeah, hold that thought yeah, yeah. about Drew. But mm-hmm. they they have the Ming like 91 look. Well, Ming was ahead of his time with that haircut. Right? I mean, that's kind of, I mean, it's like yeah. a variation of I, I think he was, I think what I'm thinking, because I didn't watch him as whatever he was in WCW. Um, or, right? But yeah, it's got they 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 yeah they've got that wavy mullet hawk thing. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. But okay, no, I'm. You know what's funny? I'm I'm literally sending you um, the picture of me with that haircut uh, from our first Comic Con right now. And you, yeah, it's the, of course it failed to send because why wouldn't it? Um, I don't know why it's not. Yeah, I'll put that in the group chat. Okay. Yeah. Um. So that to me, it's that. But it'd be funny if they were like, "Yeah, it's a tribute to our play, Uncle Ming." That's uh. But yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, Drew McIntyre. Yeah, Drew McIntyre is full. Uh. Like Drew McIntyre called himself sexy last week. And I immediately was like, okay, like, I know what that is. Like, and, and the girl screamed. And he's doing a countdown to his Claymore now. Um, so Drew McIntyre is getting catchphrases. I think that I don't know if they're going to countdown to his Claymore. Yeah, like stomping before the sweet chin music? He's counting three, two, one before he kicks you in the face. Yeah. Okay. He's a baby face? Yeah. But that's the thing. They haven't committed him to a bad – he beat up No Way Jose's whole clique. <laughs> but while he was doing it – But they show up to get beat up. Trash. So as soon as they show up, you're like, all right, well, they're about to get yeah, there. Thing, though, he was calling them all trash, and then he was like you – know, one of the guys – he was like, hey, is that you? I think you're actually pretty cool. And I was like, mm, okay. Like Drew is playing to the – What, to one of like the hot dog people and, and dressed up people? You yeah. said you were cool? 
So not the wrestler. Yeah, one, the of the actual, guys, one of the guys he's not Jose. He's like, eh. he's like, except you, you're actually pretty cool. Yeah, it's one of the random guys. One of the so, okay. like, so they're trying to give him some personality. Yeah. Yeah, they they they're they're booking him as Three, two, one Claymore is corny as fuck. Just thinking about it. I haven't seen it, but that sounds it whack. Was, it was okay. Like I, I also think it's corny, but I think everything's corny. Um, <laughs> yeah, so they they're doing that. So they're you know, they're they're building up favorites for the rumble. Um, in a way that I like. In a way that gives you a few people to kinda of root for and choose from. Uh so yeah, that's uh about where I stand with, with everything wrestling right now. I think that um, you know WWE signed Mercedes Martinez. Oh, uh, that so, is great today. So that's uh, it's one of those about time things. Yeah, she she's been kind of what the fuck? contract talks forever, and they were like, "No, I'll come back when you when you got some time." And why wasn't um, why hasn't AEW picked her up? Like seriously, exactly. of that's all the point. like, they're doing a good job. With, with who they're putting in that division, but that would have been good. That would have been a. They I are. They could use a good. Ha- I, th- I think so. I think that. Uh, Statlander people, they put Statlander over and 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 signed whatever Big Swole. I don't know her non. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then everybody's like, "Oh, that's great! Like, what the fuck? Like, can we?" Like, I don't think that's enough. I don't think Chris Statlander to show up win three matches, you sign another person, and you're like, oh, they turned this thing around. Like, no, it's trash. It's going to take way more than this one person showing up and and them signing another person. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, um, people, that shows people want, they want that, they want AEW in that division specifically to women, you know, to work. Uh, and, I, and, I, and I get it, but can't, like, you can hold them to a lower standard. I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. yeah. But I, I thought that Mercedes Martinez would be a great signing for like for AEW, just like you're saying. I thought that mm-hmm. would have been a good move, but um but yeah. So she's gonna be on that side. Um they're doing a really good job building to uh Becky Oscar, I think. Like that's just a match I really want to see that I'm excited for. And then mm-hmm. uh, you know, the biggest thing about the Rumble so apparently, well, I even said, Brock said he's going to enter number one and win. Um, okay. I think that Brock is going to enter number one and be on the plane before number 12 comes out. <laughs> so the biggest wait, but he's the champ. Wait, what? Isn't Brock the champion? Why would he enter number Brock is the champion, but that's why. So he doesn't have to wrestle anybody. Oh, yeah, okay. Um. So, yeah, so I, th- I think that. The, the, there are two stories coming out of the Royal Rumble, and I think this is a, a proper way to book a show that uh, a company that has two champions that are supposed to be on the same on the same level. One person wins the Rumble, somebody else eliminates Brock and that's how you get to a triple two WrestleMania matches. Oh, so different match. Oh, I got you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. I, so who like, gets to face like, Brock? The person that eliminated him or the person that won? Well, yeah, but I mean, it's and not, the person that won gets to choose, and then exactly. I guess the other person would get their default. Exactly. Uh, Somebody decides that they wanted. Who to decides to face? Uh, who's the SmackDown champion? Who decides? Uh, well, no, I mean whoever wins, but I don't even know. Like, is it too soon for Roman to face the Fiend? I don't. Maybe. Oh, he's still um, the champion. Are you fucking kidding me? 
Mm-hmm. But like Daniel Bryan is, is who I would expect it to be to finally, you know. But I'm saying if the person that eliminates Brock uh, doesn't win, and the, it would have the person yeah, yeah. that wins has to say, I want Brian or, or I want the Fiend. And then. Yeah. And then a few stars. You know, a few. But man, even if he doesn't eliminate him, just let Kobe kick Brock's face off. Just let him do it. Come on. <laughs> Give him something. Let's face off. So if Brock, wait, 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 wait. Mm-hmm. What if Brock starts number one, right? And they're like, oh shit, here comes Brock. He really started number one, and Kofi's number two, and Kofi eliminates oh, him oh. before number number three even shows up. Yes, yes. And Kofi gets like sixty seconds yeah. to stand there and like, you know, celebrate in the crowd that gets to soak that in and all that. Yeah. Like that would be. <laughs> I can't think of a bigger babyface, uh, a bigger babyface reaction for somebody against Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania than Kobe King. Like I, I think that it will be pure the reaction for people. I think it will be a hundred percent behind Kobe. I think that I, I don't know. You know what I would do, Travis? I would start the match exactly like you did the last match. I would have Brock hit Kofi with the F5 immediately, and I'd have Kofi kick out at two and a half, and then do whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> then, a great match, let, even if Brock ultimately wins. I think, yeah, yeah just let that happen. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, like I said, there's two stories, I think. If Brock is in the match, I think it's who wins and who eliminates Brock, and those are the people you expect to uh, you know, do that. Um, is there any chance that and I might actually make this a poll tonight. Mm-hmm. Who wins the Women's Royal Rumble? Shayna or The Fiend? I never go with the uh, the person. I always go with The Field, even when it was like Tiger or The Field, the thing that kind of thing made that popular uh-huh. in the late 90s, early 2000s, but if it ain't Shana, like, what the fuck are they doing? Yeah. Kind of thing. Like, it's better, like, yeah, like, I might have to go with the individual and, and, and go with Shana. Um, yeah, yeah, unless Unless they want to get cute and try to do like in the women's what you're talking about, what you're kind of what you came up for Brock and uh, uh, somebody to eliminate them and somebody to win and mm-hmm. trying to separate and diverge that way, yep. have her have her over and doing something, but not like coming in, winning, and going on to WrestleMania, which you should just fucking do. <laughs> like why not? Yeah. Uh, but even I'm I'm going to go against my. Uh, my instinct, and they've done a fairly decent job the past three years cashing in on, you know, I think in the women's division more than mm-hmm. with the men. So if it's something that's just there, and I think with Shayna, you know, Triple H would have a lot of say in hopefully, and at least how she's debuted 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't see any reason not to have her show up, wipe the floor with the, the Rumble, win the thing, go on the WrestleMania, beat Becky Lynch, the whole new, you know, the whole new era kind of thing. And yeah, it's just such a good story to tell there with Becky and Shayna that you start with Shayna winning the damn Rumble. And then the last thing I got before we get into emails and callers, mm-hmm. I don't have any personal feelings about Charlotte Flair. I have no personal feelings about her. Um, okay. I don't know if she's a good person, bad person, in-between person, none of that. I know she's been through some crazy stuff in her life. That much I know. I will say this. I don't want to be anybody's third fiancé at 33 years old. Oh, is that that, I, I didn't understand what that one tweet you had sent. I was like, well, yeah. I was like, that's specific. But now, okay, I get it. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, how, how much one of, of that is a can be attributed? Huh? One of those marriages is absolutely a mullet. Somebody's beating the shit out of you. Like, and also, a mistake was made. But also, like, how, when you literally have the absolute worst example as a father, it's like, well, let's just be glad this is her third fiance and not like, you know, third marriage. It's just different for a woman. You can't go around, getting, so, you know, having kids yeah. all over. I mean, you can, but, you know, not like a man can spread yeah. a seed, that thing. And I, but, and I hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope this is not me. I hope I'm expressing that I'm not saying I'm – Fearful for Andrade. What I'm saying is, for any two people who one of them is on their potential third marriage at a very young age, I, I, I'm worried for both of them mentally. <laughs> like that's, that's a lot. It's a lot. Those, those kids seem very happy together. Um, it's just like, yeah, ooh, okay, all right. I'm telling you, though, Rick's gonna ask me for a loan in about three weeks if he hasn't already. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, hey, I, son. I, let me hold. Yeah. It. No, her, no Conrad and Andrade at Thanksgiving dinner together. The conversation. Hey, Hermano. That's not son. That's brother. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, was that Conrad or was that Andrade? <laughs> no, that's Flair to fucking Andrade, oh and he's god. like, "Fan, that's he would I'm, call him Hermano." Oh god! Yeah, like that's not how this works. <laughs> uh, all right, let's uh, in in our uh, remaining time. Let's first. I, I see you on hold, uh, Mike, and I see. Oh, which is there too? Uh, hang on, y'all. Let me uh, read your bronze. Uh, email. So Jabron chimes in from Vegas. Um, he says, what up, fellas? Two questions for y'all this week. Uh, so I asked about two weeks ago if the Usos and Roman would start a faction, and it looks like from what we've seen on Friday that they'll be working as a group. If this does happen, how long do you think they'll last as a group? Oh, man. Uh, you want to speculate? Uh, Survivor Series? Um, because there's the thing about it, they've always kind of been cool, so I feel like it's just something that'll kind of have its time, and then they'll go off to do other things. 
but I don't think you can talk about it like a split, like one side turns on the other. Yeah. It's going to run until, you know, they're going to get rid of this Baron Corbin problem. Um, you know, like, why not have them in a six-man at WrestleMania? You know, like, like what's, what's the harm in that? Um, have this huge roster, it's a chance for them to get a big babyface reaction because Tampa ain't, ain't booing the Usos. You know, they, they, they ain't booing over ranks. They definitely ain't booing the Usos. Um, so, yeah, I think why not? That seems like a long time to run it out. But, you know, why not have that be a six-man at WrestleMania? I think, I think they can stretch that out that long. It's only two and a half months. And this is Roman Reigns. Uh, you know, there's been fighting there Corbin for a solid thing. So a little remix for that. Right. Thing. I mean, the Rumble can reignite anything, any of the cool down uh, uh, that that feud might be having. You, you cost Roman uh, a surefire Rumble win or something like that. Corbin does or Ziggler or whoever. So, yeah, we, have to, we have to end this. You know, we have to end this. Um, and then you, I mean, then you could take it on to potentially them costing him at. Uh, uh, if there's a chamber match, elimination chamber title, yeah. So, um, and Jabron's second question is: It time for new tag champions? Because to me, it seems the Viking Raiders get little to no reaction at times. Uh, thanks, fellas. I'll be listening. Um, maybe I don't know. I, I think answer. when they do moves, they get a reaction. Like I think they do a, a good job there. I like that they've booked um, the OC and basically they're equal. Um, I, I think that's a good thing. Um, I, I think that everybody there is kind of in a good spot. I kind of like the Raw Tag Team scene right now. I like how there's that respect between the Street Profits and the Viking Raiders and that they kind of had a reminiscent match of what they had in NXT where Street Profits almost catching them. Like, I'm a fan of that. So, you know, I think everybody there is kind of in a good position right now. All right. Thanks, LeBron. Appreciate the email, as always. Let's, uh, let's, uh, let's say hi to Rich. Rich, what's, uh, what's going on? Not much. I am uh, getting some work done here at work before I head home, so I figured I'd listen to you guys while I was sending emails and working through some spreadsheets. Oh, all right. Well, you had your hand up, so I wasn't sure if you wanted to say something specific or, or no. Yeah, yeah, I did. That, that's why I have my hand up. Um, Cameron, how are you? I'm well. I was hoping that 2020 would not start with Travis tomfoolery, but here we are. Uh, yeah, no. I'm sorry. You just, hey, Rich, how's it going? Oh, I got these spreadsheets out front. I'm waiting on this conference call. Like, oh, well, I'm, did we interrupt you? That's all I'm saying. But, you know, I got, you got to turn it into Travis the bad guy. But that's, I'm, I don't that's, like I'm my dad's argument. <laughs> Ain't, ain't, ain't no turning. Ain't no turning. Uh, uh, typical typical yeah. Rich fan. Listen, I, I can enjoy another fine Wednesday night where I can sleep before 2 a.m. If this is the treatment I'm going to get on this fine show. Um, that's why I'm going to focus on you, Cameron, because I really liked uh, one the fact that y'all were talking about Mercedes getting paid, and to uh, the double champions, I would say for me, 
it would have been because I was older, Warrior Hogan, because I didn't think it was possible for the Intercontinental and the World Champion to be the same person. Yeah, that was just mm-hmm. monumental in 1990. And then the other one would have been uh, when I was in college. I want to say that was uh, my junior year when Muto won the IWGP All Japan and then had both tag titles and has that one picture where he has all eight belts wrapped around him like bandoliers, basically. Mm-hmm. Nice. I know or Ultimo Dragon. Dragon. He's got that, on, that, on, that yeah. one. Yeah, I didn't know uh, any of those belts that Ultimo Dragon had. Um, so, yeah. So I could, oh, well, that was actually a good, Travis, that's a really good point because that Ultimo Dragon situation led me down the road that got me into this because I used, uh, here's an old one for you. I used Magellan to look up why Ultimo Dragon had a WWF title on WCW television. You mean Magellan from Eureka Castle? No, no. It, the, the search engine. Back hey, in I was the about day. to say the internet thing, Magellan? What? what? Yeah. Magellan. That was free. <laughs> Were you on the Netscape browser when you looked? When you- I was, in fact. I was on Netscape, and I was in my library because my library only gave you an hour to use the Internet, Damn, and you had to go to a class. College, in college in 1998 shit right there. <laughs> wow. Look, yeah. for, swear to God, y'all, this is dickhead me. Literally had no business in higher education at 18 years old. Type in the first three, four pages of my first major college paper that I had to do. In the library, you have to type and type it. Somebody leaning over my shoulder, going, "Fam, you, you cannot, you cannot have an, a paper in all caps." And I'm like, "What? Did you read it? What are you fucking read?" Yeah, so I had to like find somebody who could, you know, do the thing where I didn't have to rewrite everything and they could just do a button. But yeah, that was me, 18 on that on that scape. No, go ahead, Cam. Since you're here, you remind me of things all the time. We didn't talk about Liger's ten bell salute. Like that's yes. a big, big thing. That that's probably mm-hmm. the actual he got ten bell um, salute. And he not yeah, because he retired. Not even like he eight. Right, that's what I'm I saying. Ten bell salute. Wow, that's like yeah. that's like uh, Gangsta's resurrection. He wasn't even dead. Yeah. <laughs> that was the album. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was wild because they treated it like he died, like not in the sense of like the somber, morose nature. But you have Hiroshi Tanahashi, one of the biggest stars in the last 15 years, bawling. Like it's not like the dude's gone. Like he's right in front of you, and he is ugly sobbing as they're yeah. ringing the bell. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. I don't. Isn't that like? Like, when my great-grandma died in 2000, she was 90. Like, that's not, Mm -hmm. I don't think you cry. You don't cry at a 90-year-old's funeral. Yeah, but you you also don't have access to that person in the same way. Like, right. I know, but you kind of give them a pause on the way out. And Travis, I don't want to take your thunder about your grandmother. I want to express that. But I think that, you know, we've, we've all assigned... Um, where what we think is going to happen or not happen, or him living a full life or stuff like this, like like we're gonna see Liger go check the mail on Monday. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's gonna be outside cutting the grass. 
and you're processing somebody like, you know, like we all watch uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths. Like, there are people who went to the Kent Farm and saw Tom Welling out there, you know, chopping wood. And were like, damn, that's Superman right there. Like, he gave it up to, to chill. Like, I think that's a lot yeah. to process when we are still here. Um, mm-hmm. Liger is Superman. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, even to the point where there was like that intuitive thing of you knew this wasn't going to last forever, but you got what thirty-five years or whatever the Liger's career spanned it. it it's uh, and it's just like you can with my grandma. It's like hard to get on the guy for like I can't uh, uh, underappreciate your emotions or discount them in any way. So the fact that you're ugly crying. And because you're, you're you're sad this guy's retiring, I think of it. I just think of it differently. He's a pro wrestler. The culture's differently. Those guys are probably legit friends, and I'm a fan that never really particularly cared for Liger outside of his 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 legacy and what he means to other people. Uh-huh. Uh, so yeah, that, yeah, that's probably something that you just yeah. See, I, but it's, it's like man, I, he's I still there. They they and 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 they set you up for the emotions. It's like they they want everybody to cry during the ten bell salute. I'm sure they maximize the emotional uh, uh, impact uh, of the thing. Um, also, I mean, they gave them. What they give good? They gave, they gave them the salute, but I don't think yeah. it wasn't like that very crass, and that they were looking for the emotions. People celebrate how most people didn't cry. That's why it made it so distinct that Tanahashi was like ugly bawling. Everybody else is just like, "Hey man, congratulate!" Like, and Tanahashi, as I mentioned a couple of times when I did the review of the show, he's a guy where he, if you look at his book where people translated it online, he is obsessed with the minutia of like him and Daniel Bryan and any of those contemporaries could sit down and talk, and you would hear the same things coming out of their mouths despite the language barrier. And so him respecting Liger like that, I, I get it. And then also to the point with culture, the creator of the Jushin Liger character came to his retirement match and in the middle yeah. of his uh, press conference where he was with the, just the press in the back, thanked him for keeping his character alive for 35 years. Because yeah. remember, this so was cool. like Mighty Mouse becoming a pro wrestler for 35 years. Yeah, Jushin Liger was a kid's cartoon and then he took that cartoon and made it a wrestling character and that wrestling character lasted 35 years. How'd they do that? Yep. Just like Hulk Hogan's Hulk Hogan. That was back in the day where you can get that permission if you have that permission. Like, you think someone's going to get permission to be Hulk Hogan now? Well, yeah, that's that's a little di- that's that's different. But I'm just saying, if you took like a well, like a kid's character, a kid's character, <laughs> if you took a, a a character from outside of wrestling and and gimmicked it to to be a wrestler, that, that's what Hulk Hogan that. is, the Incredible Hulk. He got permission from Marvel to do that. Well, no, they didn't let him do that. They had to stop calling him the Incredible Hulk. The Incredible Hulk Hogan. But it's still in the, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not in the 2020 arguing minutia. I'm, I'm not. Yeah, hope, okay, you got it. No minutia in 2020. Yeah, no, I'm not. No, I don't. I, I'm just. I'm just thought I was. Yeah. Okay. I'm, 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 uh, I'm just. I'm what's this? Uh, what's, what's this? I'm hearing, Rich. 
I'm, be, I'm being told that on Wade's first show, you had your your com- Russian comrades like do a run-in, some kind of invasion. What, what's this I'm hearing? You got the, the Cambridge Analytic out there, you know, throwing out box. Oh, comrade fan, it's going quiet. The, the programming just kicked in. <laughs> he did drop off with some. I, I don't know. I think uh, does it compute? Let's uh, let's head up to Brooklyn and uh, talk to Mike. Wow. Mike. East Coast fan, what's going on, man? Happy New Year to the brother. Happy New Year to you, Mike. Hey, man. Same to you, Mike. Thanks. Yeah, yeah first time hollering. Took a little, you know, bad and cool, everything going on. I mean, but the, um, you know, intrude on what y'all was talking about, you know, with Jushin Liger. I always say he, you know what I mean? Top five as far as, you know, junior heavyweight to me. Like, him. Toro Sayama, Ray, Eddie. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? Um, Dynamite. And um, I would say Jericho when, you know, Jericho was a junior. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And if you ain't a fan, and you know what I mean? If you, if, if, you know, I would say one of those matches like to a Byron. You know, person that you know, dude that want to get in the business, go back and watch that Super Brawl two match with him and, and, and another one of the greatest line, um, Brian Pillman. Go watch that Super Brawl two uh-huh. match. Way ahead of his time, and it still holds up to this day. Him and Brian Pillman, Super Brawl two, that was the best match on that show. So yeah, salute to him. Where? Um, I see the tide turning, like as far as Drew McIntyre. Like, I see the slow build, and if you looked at the show Monday night, like, I really like. I mean, it it, it was a kind of you know refreshing show because you could see, you know, Heyman stamp more on that show because everything was just you know what I mean the fluidity of the show was just crazy. But I see all um, McIntyre. He's all, and it's happening organically. Like he's getting over to being that baby face. I think he's going to be the one that eliminates Brock from the Rumble. Please, and I think that's I where just, they should go. Yeah, let me say something really quick. Um, so it wasn't until, and I knew this, Mike, and you know it, and Travis knows it. Everybody listening to the show knows it. Even though marriages in wrestling aren't real. Interrupting a marriage in wrestling doesn't do anything because you get married before you get married. Like, you sign the paper, so it's just a ceremony. It's right. not a real thing. Um, so they came out on Monday, and they just got married yeah. really quickly. Um, Bobby Lashley wore a real suit. Lana said a bunch of words that she didn't need to say. Um, and, yeah, and there we were. And now Rusev's going to, like, fight Bobby Lashley to be annoying but not to get revenge. Uh, but, yeah, okay, so that's all I got. But yeah, yeah, I mean, wrestling and soap operas is the only place where ceremonies are world. like the the binding. And in the world, we, we would have <laughs> stomped out Dwayne, boy. Dwayne would have got 
it would have been worse than what May Young ever got. But um, <laughs> yeah, he left her at the altar, um, right? Was that the thing? You got cold feet? No, 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 no. She was getting married to to, to Byron or whoever, oh, he interrupted, and and he came up at the wedding, and nobody stomped him out. Nobody stomped him out. Yeah, they, no, they, no, well, no. shit. Sean uh, Sean Douglas on uh, Days of Our Lives drove a motorcycle through the state. God damn. <laughs> So I mean, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, now we're getting that, uh, you know. Okay, but yeah, I, I just want to say really quickly. Apparently, like those wedding clips with Liv and Lana and Lashley are doing like three million views a pop on YouTube. So as bad as I talk about them, they're working for somebody for some reason. But yeah, okay. Uh, credit right. to Heyman, I guess. Yeah. Right. And to impound on that, um, you know. Like, I mean, to me, I ain't a big fan of it. I, I mean, it's cool or whatever. I ain't a big fan of it because, to me, it's something out of, um, you know, Russo and Ferrara's playbook, if you ask me. Like, that's some shit right up Vince Russo's alley. You know what I mean? Silly shit like that. But, um, I mean, hopefully, I hope it don't drag on. I hope, you know, this is the end of this shit. You know what I'm saying? So they can get, you know, Rusev at least back to you know, mid card, and I don't even think he even resigned yet. Uh, Rusev, I don't think he resigned. Um, maybe that's the yeah. point of all this. Yeah, because as you can see clearly, what they're doing to the revival, like they're clearly jobbing them and making them look like bozos. You know, on their way out the door. Because I mean, inevitably they they're going to AEW. Like you would tell the writings on the wall for them. And I was and I was under that impression too, Trav. I think that um I like the Viking Raiders and all that, but I think they should flip the titles and you know put them on the profits. You know what I mean? Because the profits are uh, another team that's they getting over. Like people like the profits. You know what I'm saying? I think they should get them. You know, I think they you know should get a run with the with the with the straps. You know, real quick. We seen Gallows and Anderson. You know, yeah. a few times, you know what I mean? And just, and you know, and pound on that. Just build on the street profits and their popularity and what they doing. Because, like I said, I mean, before long, you know what I'm saying? Vince McMahon is going to be splitting the team up anyway because um, I say in the next three to five years, I believe uh, Omi is going to be a cha- is, is, is going to be a champion. If he can stay healthy and, you know, keep, you know, growing his character and all that, it's, you know, and the skill thing, and obviously you're talking about Montez Ford, right? Montez Ford. I mean, he's yeah. like he's money waiting to be made. He is just money waiting to be made. Like it, 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 it's something, you know what I mean? He has that it. Like it's just something about that dude. Like he just got that it. What they what they're lacking, he has it. And I don't, you know what I mean? It's just like. He just so like smooth with it, like he's a smooth dude too. Like everything look just look effortlessly, you know what I mean with him. Yeah, I mean he's definitely yeah. on 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 their list to be. Uh... Yeah, he's gonna be a star. He's gonna be a superstar. To me, yeah, I sure. think um you know to have um Alex <laughs> the Black win the Rumble, like I think it would be too early for him. I would like to see him with a, you know what I mean, like progressively. You know, get to that. Like, that's the one thing I think that's lacking 
you know what I mean, in, in, in wrestling right now is that you don't see guys forget. Like, you don't see guys progressively, you know what I mean, like write that story and progressively get to that, you know what I mean, main event, you know what I mean, upper title status, what going through, you know, having a run with the U.S. or IC, you know what I mean, a meaningful run with the U.S. or IC titles and, you know what I mean, good shoes, you well, know what I mean, the build upon that. Patience is, 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 they either fall into that by accident because they have a ceiling on a guy and they, they build him up and then they put the, a secondary title on him and then maybe he breaks through and the timing works where <clears throat> but if they typically they do like they did with uh, you know Roman Reigns more than they did with Cena with Cena it was more just happenstance <laughs> and again he just happened to the US title uh, uh, level and then they then he then he caught on more, uh, but with Roman Reigns, it's you go from nothing to you win in the Rumble and you're the champion. There's not a right three year organic build. It's uh, and I think we're going to get the same with Drew McIntyre, although you know he had a whole different life and career you know, ten twelve years right. ago. Uh, to me, to me, it's go time with him. It's, it's, it's now or never. They need to put the Strapped the rocket like this kid took a fucking you know what I mean they were sitting on their hands Monday night and I watched it you know I had to watch it three times and he got them into the fucking shit just by doing a chant and if you listen to it they were cheering for him when he was beating up the conga line people like he's he's getting himself over like he's like that season he's been around <laughs> hey, Mike you caught what he told the one guy he was like hey you're actually pretty cool. <laughs> Right, and I'm like, yo, yo. I said, Drew's about to be on a whole nother level. That's why I see where where they're going with him. Right, he's about to be on another level. And I don't know if you guys, I mean, well, I'm quite sure you guys touched on, nah, let me not even use that word, but I'm quite sure you guys um, spoke about the Lars Sullivan shit last week. No, so I well I haven't been on in the last two weeks, Mike. So oh yeah, like so, but, but it's funny because like I couldn't even make jokes because even before that happened, when they started to talk about the message board stuff and the mental health stuff, I was even like, yo, like something's really going on to do like, so whatever he may be or may not be like. He clearly can't – he doesn't have the wherewithal to process even the things that he's done and stand up to him more. Like, not that I want everybody to be Randy Orton, like to be a horrible person but be able to, to, to tweet through it, for lack of a better way of saying it. But, like, yo, like, finding out that he was doing gay porn is like, oh, okay, right, I get it. Like, you just, you just hate yourself, and you don't want right. to process that. It's like, that's what it is. Absolutely. And so – when somebody, when there's evidence that you hate yourself, it's hard for me to hate you. Because it's like, damn, I, I, I really pity. Um, but no, I mean, the jokes I did see were hilarious, but I didn't have the room to make them. Also, he looks stupid with hair. Like, you think he looks stupid bald? He looks like a fucking idiot with hair. Oh, my God. Right. That's a head that was always meant to wear a beanie. Forever. Good <clears throat> What, what, what was his name? Mitch. Um, like, 
Mitch. I like how you put three M's in the beginning of Mitch. What was his name? Mitch. (laughs) (laughs) My question is to you guys, though, do you think that's where the, uh, you know, the anxiety and all of the shit he was going through mentally, do you think that's the place that's, like, you know, where it derived from? That, I mean, that's, that that's, that's, that's hard to say. Yeah, because I mean, Travis and I's backgrounds, neither of our backgrounds are in psychology, right? But right. when you tell me that a guy gets on message boards and has bad things to say about women, has bad things to say about immigration, bad things to say about minorities, like when he does all this and then come to find out, like he, it's not like he was like 16 uh, pulling gay spots. Like he was an adult, consenting, right, getting paid to, to, to exactly. Yeah. So, like when you see it as an adult, you're like, okay, my and and again, I hope everybody understands. Like this is not me making a profile. I'm not qualified to do it. But if it were to come out that, you know, these are the feelings I have. These are the people I'm attracted to. I've had trouble processing this, so I hide behind this idea that everybody's terrible around me. I would get it, right. you know, and it, it makes me feel for the guy. Um, I still yeah. don't want to with him. I still would never want to see him on TV again. I'm not going to clap for right. him when he figures out what makes him happy because it's still fucking, but um, it's a damn shame. Yeah, but he got he to gotta deal with that. He got a wife and he got children. He has to deal oh, with that. That I did not know. He got to deal with that. Hmm. Yeah, he got to. Yeah, okay, I didn't know that. He has a kid. Yeah, he's married with a kid. He has a I child. wonder. I wonder if she knows. Right, you got to deal with that now, buddy. Boy. Yeah, that. The worst part would be if she she found out like the rest of us. Yeah. You know, like ah, uh, yeah, that would She's be. Like, damn, I knew up. you were a bigot, and I knew you didn't actually respect me as a human, but you gay too. Damn. So I. And the thing that gets me. Is that I'm uh, a scratch about the situation? Is did the office know? Did he sit down and yeah. explain everybody in the office? Ain't no way. Because technically, he would be Ain't the no only way. one, right? And when I say the only one, he would be the only one who, prior to signing a contract, did actual pornography. Like, you know, Oscar had like the super. Sexy OnlyFans, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but the five ninety nine OnlyFans, not the ten ninety nine. <laughs> um, <laughs> but see, I still got it, guys. I still got it. But yeah, <laughs> she had like kind of the software stuff, and then everybody else, like your uh, your Shelly Martinez, <clears throat> your Tylene Bucks, like that was all after working for a major company, right? Right. Um. And then, like, whatever Buff Bagwell does in his spare time for, you know, at bingo halls. Yeah. Buff mm-hmm. Bagwell is the only wrestler at the bingo hall actually playing bingo. <laughs> That's what they made me And losing. But, yeah, he would be the only one. Like, um, people have done nude photo shoots, right? Yeah. But actual sexual contact contracted for money, it would just be him. So, and, and I, and I no, it's not. Let me cut you off. Let me stop okay. you right in your track, Cam. Mm-hmm. Not just him. Another guy that gets swept under the rug because he did some more soft core, soft core shit in his drawers as well. And that's uh-huh. Mr. Monday Night Messiah. 
and nobody brings that up, and that shit gets swept under the rug. Who? So, so let me ask you really quick, really quick. Wait, who? Candace Michelle. Candace Michelle did softcore stuff. Um, but Mike, are you talking about actual films, or are we talking about just you know you had your dick out and there was a picture? Yeah, no, I don't know what his, I don't know if he had his if he had his all uh, hammer out, but I said I know he did some uh. Then that can't then that shouldn't even be brought up in the same conversation. We're talking about somebody doing hardcore mm-hmm. pornography. Well yeah, I can't even say some he did some type of some type of like uh you know, exotic wrestling or some type of shit like that. Mm, okay. I mean some kind of shit like that. He he's done it in the past. But not even to harp on that situation. Um, two more things, and I'm gonna, uh, you know, let the other, you know, live cast family get some space. Have you guys been uh, keeping up with this uh, with uh, NWA Power? I, so I haven't gotten back into it yet. I I did say that Pope being involved was going to at least make me take a, take another look at it. Mike, somebody made a comment today that I thought was really interesting. And it was a compliment, and of course, because of how Twitter telephone works, people took it as an insult. But they said that power is the NXT of promos. And I thought that was a huge compliment. Because they're saying that like right, NXT's in ring is so good, like, you know, when they when you step to the other side of the sound stage in in, in WA, people are getting their shit off. And I think that's a great compliment. Right. And I think that's the the value that they have as as a company that's accessible right now. Yeah, well let me brief y'all, fill y'all in. Well, y'all probably know by now, you know Big Papa Punk, he's down there now. He's with Nick group. Yeah, he's with Nick Aldis' group. I, I believe it's called Strictly Business. Nick Have Aldis you seen their, their jacket trash? Oh, I yeah, they're good. They're, they're more Nazi than Imperium right now. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. Yeah, why, Strictly why Business. Is, the, why is Scott yeah, Steiner when anybody says... I mean, they're not a national. I mean, they are. They're international. I mean, it's YouTube. They're not on cable. Nothing. But still, <clears throat> people are watching them from all over all over the world. You said Scott Steiner is now somebody. You know, Mike, when did Scott Steiner peak? When did he, he peak? put a year on it? Because I have a year in my mind. But if you had to, I would say the peak to me. And this is just my opinion. The peak to me was 2000 when he cut yeah. the, two, when he cut zero, the, the zero, zero. Yep. I was going to say coherently all that. That was when he had it the most together. Because obviously by 03, when he was in WWE, he just didn't have it physically and, and just couldn't do yep. yeah, certain he things. Finished, he, he, he could just barely do that by 99, 2000. But it, yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, I, I was going to say 99, we're on the same page. Yeah, um, and when he cut the promo on Flair and told everybody that uh, yo, Flair yo. and his bastard, his old bastard, <laughs> friend, the reason that Stone Cold got fired, and they everybody should be watching Raw. That was his peak. <clears throat> that was his peak, and he yeah. just single handedly took the company under siege and took the championship because everybody was fucking afraid of him because he would rip everybody a fucking part in that in, in that dressing room. It's, it's such a crazy story. That's true. 
Like, that's such a crazy story that's accurate. Like, he was backstage talking crazy to DDP's wife, and DDP had to eat it. That's insane. And he beat the shit out of DDP in front of his wife. Like, everybody uh, was scared of this guy. He was a fucking lunatic. Uh, I, even heard he, I even heard he choked up um, another fucking crazy guy, and that shit kind of like, like, whoa, him? Like, I heard he, he got into it. He was almost like one of the reasons why. Uh, Randy Savage didn't come back, you know what I mean? After two thousand or whatever, because of oh, they said this boy shit crazy. With, um, getting this shit with Steiner, you know, behind the scenes and things of that yeah. nature. But uh, yeah, I like NWA. I mean, right now my favorite <laughs> dude on there is, is that uh, is that uh, um, what's this kid? Outlandish Zicky Dice. He's every fucking Billy Joe Travis, uh, um, fucking uh. No, he's this kid. He got like the soul back mullet. He's wear these 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 fucking silly ass suits and all that when he's not like his name is Outlandish Zicky Dice. And in the middle of his shit, he's screaming Outlandish. Like he used the rude awakening as it's like this guy's just Rick Rogers. All these guys put in the one. That is him, Zicky Dice. Zicky. Wow. Um, y'all, y'all thoughts on uh tonight's A? I thought AEW was fucking blowing last week. I thought hey, it was Mike, a really good quick, show. Uh, what's the um, what's the the young lady's name who is uh the young lady's name who has really uh. You know, like really curly natural hair in in NWA. Um. Oh, uh, the uh, Dominican, the she she gorgeous. Uh, what's this girl's name? I know she was in the dollhouse in uh in uh team in uh. Impact. Yeah. She was. She was um, in the dollhouse. She had some really interesting um, tweets about. I think she was wrestling somebody either from the same place or of a similar ethnicity and, and just talking about how important it was to her. Again, for, for as small a sample size as they have, they have a really diverse women's division, and, and I, I credit right. somebody for that, for, for, for reaching out to those women and signing them and having them wrestle. That is a good thing that's happening now. Absolutely. Right. Putting these, putting these ladies together. And my last mm-hmm. thing, I know you guys are going to, you know, look at that uh you know, Memphis tribute tonight on AEW. And also, like, what I would like to leave with, like, I'm in agreement with Chris Jericho. These guys, they need to put the fucking egos on the back burner and give the fan, give the people what they want. The, like, they they have instant money sitting right in front of them. They can, with Gato working, you know, as a collective with those guys booking, they got New Japan versus UWFI all over again. And everybody know that was the emphasis for the NWA. That in a promotional thing. They they got money ready to be made. Right there. They don't have to you know, every week have the Japanese guys come out there, you know what I mean? Save it for the big shows. Save it for the money shows. They could is money is money to be made with those two companies together. And I think we honor something. There's no fucking way they're gonna let Jericho come on their show with his title and wear it in the ring. Although they, quote unquote, it was just for that angle. Like, yeah, I think, I think they know, are building to something. Like I think they they're at least starting to establish a working relationship. 
um, and I think that's important. Um, I think it helps both sides. Like there's no negative to it. Um, and hopefully Absolutely. that works out. I mean, in this, I mean, at this juncture, I believe, I mean, New Japan needs to help more than AW does, especially if they're trying to, you know, promote in the U.S. Yeah, they just lost their deal. Actors told them, you know, either partner up with uh, Impact or y'all, we, y'all off the channel. We kicking y'all off the channel. Y'all out of here. And they they chose not to partner up with Impact, and now they well, have no U.S. TV. Yeah. when you're not dependent on American stuff, TV and that stuff, and they go, yeah, partner up with this 18 year loser, or you're not going to be able to bring anything in in the U.S. 18 like, okay. year loser. Like fine. You're not wrong. Wow. Like we got an infrastructure and foundation elsewhere. We don't like we'll be back on it. But like, there's enough places that need content that like, oh well okay, access fine. Like oh we'll take the risk of never being on American T V again and fucking partner with this eighteen year loser. Yeah, fuck out of here. That's what you call. Yeah, that's that is impact in a nutshell. Eighteen fucking year loser. I watched the show last night. It's pretty decent. Like, it's, it's a decent show, but it feels yeah. like a whole totally different, you know, company. I don't believe they have the reach that they had. These are not the glory years with LAX and Joe and AJ and, you know what I mean, those guys. I don't, I, like, I don't know what I saw, but it was a, a tweet maybe, and it was like uh, when it was like when the pay-per-view was the tickets to the show. But it was some pay-per-view that they got coming up, and it was like when the uh, you know when a when a pro can watch a pay-per-view for free, and I was like, I wouldn't even watch it if if I won a fucking thing. And if they was like retweet this, and oh NXT is doing what I said they thought they should do it. Start with re-listening. Yeah. Uh, it's like I won yeah. some damn thing by retweeting. They're like, hey, here's this code. Watch our show. This is coming Saturday or Sunday. I probably just not watch the show. Do you think Trav? Do you think do you think Tessa Blanchard wins the title? Oh, out of what uh, the Impact title? She's yeah, what, she's, she's fucking she's, uh, yeah, she's Sammy Callahan. Sammy Callahan. That's this weekend, right? Yep. yep. Low key, they were trying to defend. They were trying to defend somebody from our brand there. And I just couldn't talk myself into it, man. Playoffs, I couldn't, I couldn't go. Dallas ain't that far, but could have went for free. Go see what's going on. I like you, Impact. And I not to mention, like and not to mention, fellas, our contract is up in the summer. Look, they'll probably do it so they can say they did it. You know, first time, whatever we 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 did that. But and and it'll be good for her if she can have she has that on her resume. I don't know if that. I'm going to give you out the WWE or AEW goes, oh, shit, we're going to give you a 8%, you know. It would be the most significant increase over what we would have. Like, they've presented uh, her well, as a big deal. They've let her compete. Like, they need to do this. I, I really think so. I think it's their chance to finally, like, this is the thing that would set them apart because she's not a joke over there. Like, she's yeah, incredible but, in their world, you know. Yeah, well, um, 
she's not. I mean, I, I mean, I believe on this one, I found woman that's going to wrestle a you know, 185 pound man. It's just not. Come on, she's not wrestling some. Yeah, and he's but I, and he's and he's going. But I, not even Austin Kong or somebody or Rhea Ripley even. Like, it's fucking testimony. No fight that that girl smoking that soul dude. I just saw it, and she smoked it. Like yeah. I understand exactly what you're saying. But Judo's again, about leverage and about being small and using power and everything. And wrestling's about <laughs> pinning somebody for three seconds. What you talking about? Right. Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm well, not man. suggesting that most women can beat up most men, but I, I am suggesting that Samoa Joe disappeared in the vein and came back all of a sudden one day. Like, there's realism in wrestling, and then there's wrestling in wrestling. Like, you know, we talked about Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan. There's no reason to think either of them could beat up anybody they were in the company with at any point, because I know they blow up in five seconds, because UFC taught me that people can blow up in five seconds, and that you don't need the best body to win. Like, I absolutely hear what you're saying. I thought it was in the context of how Impact presented Tessa Blanchard. Not a one-off, but just how they've gone about the I buy her. Not everybody, but I buy her. She's the biggest star in the fucking company. They pushed us to the moon. She is by far the biggest star in that company right now. By far. I think with her, you do it. And, and nobody else, Travis. Like, I'm not arguing against your point. I think yeah. she's unique in what they've done with her. She's unique, and the and the situation that the company in is, and they're in a position where it, it they're going, whoa, what's it going to hurt? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That, that's but a I see, like, people might, nobody's going to not watch us because of because of it, and but somebody might actually tune in and go, what's this about? So, I, think I, mean, I, I, I get it, but like as far as my in, in, uh, intuitive and what I know about <laughs> human beings and how things work in fucking real world, yeah. it's silly. Yeah, I'm gonna go fight a girl. Well, right I expect now them to throw more money down on that contract. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. All right, Mike. Uh, yeah, I mean that's wrapping up right. there, man. All right. Going off that note, um, shout out to uh. What's the girl Mercedes Martinez? She probably got signed too. And I'm gonna leave yep. on that note to uh, w- WWE. They signed Mercedes Martinez. Mm-hmm. All right, appreciate you, Mike. Uh, Tony Storm just showed up on uh, to confront Rhea Ripley, and my God, and the contrast these two stallions that are in the ring currently. Here comes fucking Kaylee Ray. Speaking of not credible, she be. Squash like a bug. Um, all right, Darrell, uh, before we go, uh, say something real quick. What's up, Trav? What's up, uh, Uncle? <laughs> What's the deal, baby? Yeah. Not the thing, man. Not the thing. I know y'all was speaking earlier about pornos, man. You got to go back and check them early, um, early wrestling in the 80s because all them guys were doing pornos a lot of them anyway um a couple did a porno with one, uh, ron jeremy a uh, burgundy or uh, however you say that that dude name so it's not the first it's just the first that you got one doing the gay porn hmm interesting 
And I'm probably sure, and I'm yeah, sure it's not. That's not even the first. <laughs> we just don't know. <laughs> oh yeah, that that we know right now. So yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't go down them rabbit holes. The pr- the, the funny thing is, the person who found that that rabbit hole right there, we got to question them and how weird are you? You paying for this gay porn uh, uh, on Pornhub, looking at these men taking up the Dookie shoot? But you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> we know it wasn't a woman who found it. But at best, wow. I no, yeah. That. People were like, "Yo, have you seen the uh, have you seen the Lars Sullivan video?" I was like, no, no, I have not. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't my, you know, for the sake of journalism, yeah. I, I let somebody else do it. That ain't me, baby. All right, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let that be the one. That let that be Darrell's one thing that he that he brought up on this episode. Gotta go and follow up. But NXT's women division is just absolutely showing out right that, now. Uh, did you see that somebody open, made a graphic on open Instagram up this show. of all the potential challengers just from NXT America for Rhea Ripley, and it was like, oh, there's 47 of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right now Kaylee Ray, oh now here comes Candice LeRae. They look so out of place. And the British woman? No, no, no. Tony Storm definitely does not look out of place. I'm talking about the tiny wimp, Kaylee Ray and uh-huh. Candice LeRae. Okay. Uh, so okay, that uh that does it uh, for this here episode. I appreciate everybody's uh, calls and emails and tweets and conversation. Uh thanks Cam for your co-hosting ship. Uh, we'll be back next week, same time, same place. Uh, free folks to ride in for y'all. Uh, VIP people click over. Rich and I will be by for another uh, hour or so of content. So uh, until next week, uh, thanks, everybody. <laughs>